Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how to know what to do when fill-in-the-blank happens. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about what we do when anything happens. You know, our circumstances are constantly shifting, and to survive, we have to figure out how to adapt. And they say it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, but how many times you get back up, because we're all going to fall on hard times. In the Sermon on the Plain, Jesus looked at his disciples and he said this, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets in Luke chapter 6 verses 20 through 23. When we are close to God, when we are blessed, we can expect that we might be poor now. We might be hungry now. We might be sad now because our reward is not here. It's in heaven. All of God's children have been rejected, ignored, excluded from the world. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 22, it's recorded that Jesus said that you will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. We are promised difficulties in this life. And we have to learn how to react. And for Christians, we have the Bible, which describes how we can glorify and serve God. And it describes a life that's not just about getting to heaven in the future. It describes a life that is also in the present, about growing more and more into the likeness of Jesus right now. And the way we obtain that growth is by studying and applying that word. And sometimes people will ask, well, how can we rely on the Bible that was penned nearly 2,000 years ago? How can such a book written so long ago be applicable and relevant to us today? James chapter 1, verse 17 tells us that God does not change like shifting shadows. And while it's true that this world is ever-changing, God remains constant. Down through human history, God remains the same and his commands remain the same. His call to holiness, the reality of sin and the need for redemption, those endure all circumstances. And while the world is changing and us with it, the Bible deals with issues that never change. It's a book that always remains relevant and our application may need to shift, but the precepts and the principle of God can guide us in any situation. David wrote in the first Psalm, Blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers in Psalms 1, 1 through 3. When we root ourselves in the word of God, we will know 
the direction we should walk. When we meditate on his precepts day and night, we will know how to glorify him. But sometimes when I open my Bible, I have a difficult time seeing God's guidance for my life. Sometimes I read an account from the Old Testament or a parable from the New, and I might understand it on an intellectual level, but I can't figure out how it applies to my life today. So how can we look to the Bible and know what to do when fill in the blank happens? In Luke chapter 24, verse 45, it says that Jesus opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in the name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Yeah, Jesus showed that everything that was written in the Old Testament pointed to him. And we can see the same is true for the new. Every word of our Bible is inspired by God, and it points to the redemptive message of Jesus. So in our meditation and our application of Scripture, we can't ever lose sight of Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection. The Old Testament points us to the coming Savior, while the New Testament tells us about the Savior who came. And any truths about God are truths about our Savior. And many of these truths are anticipated in the Old Testament. And that means that any time I open up the word of God, what I'm reading points to Christ. And therefore, it gives me something I can apply so that I can be more like him. If we can just answer the question, how does this passage point to Jesus? Then we can see what it means for my life as well. You know, these applications, these connections to Christ, they're uncountable. But they certainly start first with being cognizant of the example Christ set in carrying out the perfect will of the Father. You know, as we read a text calling us to love one another, we can consider Christ's great love for us and for others, for example. More deeply, though, we can see how all of the scriptures point to the atoning sacrifice Christ made on my behalf. We can reflect on our frequent failure to faithfully apply the Bible and how it's only by his shed blood on the cross that we have the ability to shrug off the burden of sin to obey him. When we recognize the overarching purpose of the scriptures is to point to Christ, then we can recognize how every word of the Bible applies to my life and know what to do when anything happens, when my circumstances change. You know, the scriptures tell me that I should be like Christ to come close to him. And they tell me how he lives. Every verse of this Bible tells me about who he is. And so now I can know how I please him. I can know he would want me to respond in a certain situation in a certain way, even though circumstances are always changing. And it's because I can read and apply his eternal will. God knows this is difficult though. He knows you can't achieve this on your own. He didn't design you to cloister yourself in a room and read the Bible day and, and night. He doesn't expect that's how we will understand who his son is. He designed us to be a part of a body that works together to study and apply Christ's example to our own lives. We are individually saved 
but we're also saved into a living fellowship of saints, the body of Christ. Other Christians are crucial for applying the Bible. You know, the church provides us the context for living out our new life in Christ and for building each other up in the faith. The writer of Hebrews declared, the word of God is living and active. And that was true when it was written, and it's true today. You know, though the Bible, through the Bible, God speaks, and he speaks about his son. And when we realize the power and the breadth of the word of God, we can know what to do when anything happens. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.